Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. Welcome to another team preview. Going through the teams uh, in ascending order. And today we've arrived at number 15. I've got the New Zealand Warriors finishing 15th in the 2023 season. So with the Warriors, it's an interesting one. Their first one back home, everyone's second favorite team. And when I started putting this ladder together, you know, basically the process was went through the draw, wins and losses, try to, you know, give some wins to some and then in other versions to another. And this Warriors team finished as high as ninth in one and as low as 16th in another. Uh, And where they finished up is 15th here. And it's a simple reason. And it's a reason that, you know, I think as we kind of talk through this list, we'll see. It's just, there's, it's a solid roster, but I'm not seeing the impact that you need to, the game-breaking ability to win a game, to win multiple four games in a row to get to a finals berth. So let's go through it because I actually do really like the individual players in this team. I just don't know how it's going to gel together. So let's go through their predicted squad. We'll talk a little bit within the squad battles, some of the details of who we think will go well from a Supercoach perspective before we get into the guns and the avoids for Supercoach. South fullback Charles Nickel Cook starred the big recruit from the Raiders. On the wings, Dallin Wattins, Lesniak, and Edward Cozy. In the centres, we have Violia and Montoya. In the halves, Tamari Martin and Sean Johnson. The front row, Adam Fanua Blake, Tohu Harris with Wade Egan at hooker. We got uh, Murata Niakore, Mitch Barnett, and Josh Curran in the back row. And we have a bench of Dylan Walker, Bunty Afoa, Jazz Tavanga. And I had Ben Murdoch Masilla here, but obviously he has now moved on. So we'll hold Bailey Siren for now, but I think that's going to be one to definitely watch of who's going to get that 17 jersey. So as you can see there, it's a, it's a team where it's a lot of professionals, um, you know, guys that are going to do a great job on the park. But I just, I don't know who's going to be that game-breaking ability. Now, a lot of people will think that Chance potentially has that. If you heard the podcast earlier in the offseason, I thought I think he's going to be the comeback player of the year this year. But he was never traditionally at the Raiders, even in his peak seasons. He was never that guy that was going to put the team on the back and win them a game. He was definitely going to support them, put them in a great position. But it was more of the Batemans, the Hodsons, the Starlings, the Pabalitis. Wide and all those guys were the ones who was going to kind of do that. He was laying that platform to get them there. So he's going to be a great player. And I think he's going to have a fantastic season. He is definitely one we're going to watch here. The backs, but but but, but taking out Watine Zelezniak here, Violia Montoya Cosi. You look at who they've got kind of in their reserves. You've got Adam Pompey there. Metcalf can come in as a half cover and you can push Martin somewhere, maybe in a fullback with Chance going into a center. There's not really a lot. You can put near Corey in the centers if you want to kind of shore that up, but then you're weakening your front row as well. So I think outside backs is definitely somewhere where, you know, going back all the way through the Warriors in the NRL era, you know, Francis Melly, Henry Five, Healy, Manu Vadavai, David Fusatua. You know, they've always had great outside backs and wingers, but you're kind of seeing this now where there's a bit of a lull, you know, a Rocco Berry potentially could have been someone here they could have thrown in, but he hasn't really found the form yet. So, I think outside backs is definitely an area of concern, um, similar to like the Tigers, uh, but the Tigers have other things that boost them up and it's not as glaring. Let's go to the halves. Tamari Martin, a great signing. Obviously, 
really came back to the NRL with a bang with the Broncos and performed really well for them. I think him and Sean Johnson, it's an interesting half combination. I assume Sean Johnson will be the main man, the organizer, and Tyron Martin kind of playing the standoff there. Um, you know, uh, you're looking at who else there's there. Obviously, Ronaldo Volkman and Lou Metcalf are probably the other two options to throw into the halves there, Dylan Walker uh, to six in a pinch. So depth in the halves is also a bit of a concern, especially if Sean Johnson you know, doesn't really step up and give us that last vintage Sean Johnson season. Wade Egan at nine, fantastic option there. Really, really solid. We'll get the job done. You've also got guys like Jez Devon can go in at nine. You've got uh, Freddie Lusser can go in at nine. So that they're pretty safe at nine. I think they're going to get some good service no matter what. The forward pack, in terms of the front row, Adam Fanil, Blake Tohu, Harris, with Bunty Afoa coming off the bench, no problem there as well. I think that's a really nice option. You can even put Murata Neocore through the middle at a pinch if you need to. The back row, if you have got Neocore there with Barnett and Curran, it's an interesting one. I don't see, again, the game-breaking ability there. I see three very solid first graders, uh, but there's no one really there to that an opposition, I think, really looks and goes, that's going to threaten us, if you know what I mean. It's no game-breaking ability, and that's where I kind of land with this New Zealand squad. I like it on paper. I like some of the combinations. I like the front row combination. I like chance at the back. I like the halves. I like, obviously, your hookers are very sorted. It's a good bench. When you look at Dylan Walker, who kind of really molded into that 14 role with Bunty, Afoa, Jez, and then you've got guys like, you know, if you want to put a Tom Ale, you want to put another guy like Freddie Lussick if you want to have a backup option and hooker there. But to me, it's just one of those teams that I just wish there was a little bit more. I wish there was, you know, if they were able to somehow get that Joey Manu deal over the line and all of a sudden you put... Drew Manu in that back line, it becomes a little bit more intriguing. If you put, you know, n- name another great forward that came off contract that could, you know, if uh, Corey Haranira came over to this team and became an impact forward. I just feel like they're just missing a couple of impact guys that in a close game can really just push them over the line. They'll be in close games. I think they can win quite a few. It's just, do they have enough to, like I said, get on those, you know, three, four match winning streaks, put string a couple along those together because that's what you're going to need to have when you get to the finals. Let's look at it from a super coach perspective because we look at three guns, three avoids, or we try to see if there's any more or less in the team. So in terms of the number one gun, I think it's Tohu Harris. I think Tohu Harris is the number one guy in this team. Dual position, front row, second row, forward. Really going to be able to do a job for you. I think he's easily going to be in a lot of people's teams. He will be in mine at the start of the season right now. And you just know what you're going to get from him. It's going to be a floor of 60, 65, on a good day, he'll throw an assist or make a line break. He'll get up to an 80-85 and can win you a couple of matchups there. Putting the next gun is interesting because you can go a couple of ways. I am going to go with Charles Nickel Cook start. I think due to his starting price in Classic, which is sub 300, I believe, or just over 300, the fact that he's also got Centoing as his jewel, so he's going to be able to be flipped up between. And I think that a lot of people will find, you know, having the fullback in the centers, especially a guy who's starting like Charles. Um, it's going to be a walking 40 at least, so 35-40, which for a lot of center wings, you know, that's pretty good. And then all of a sudden, if he gets a line break, gets a try assist, or if he sneaks up for a try, that can turn into a 780 and a 90. So I think Chance has to be the second one just because where he's starting and that jewel is a very, very nice jewel to have. And then three, I'm going to go for a guy that has a lot of competition battle this year, potentially, but I think we saw enough from him at the start of the season last year, which I don't think it was a fluke. I think that's Josh Curran. 
So I think with Josh Curran started the season really well last year. A lot of people were on him. Um, obviously had an injury, had the off-season things at the start of this year, but I do think Josh Curran, for where you'll get him, I think he will not be overdrafted. I think in a draft league, you you will still find value, you know, from round seven onwards potentially. And then in classic, uh, if the minutes do start to get played around, he could drop some cash pretty quickly. And then if it shores back up, he'll be able to um, be back in our spot. But definitely the only guy I would, the only two guys I definitely would touch here is Tohu Harris and Chance. Everyone else is kind of a waiting game. I think from a draft perspective, Sean Johnson is the other interesting one, just in terms of maybe waiting a couple of weeks. I He will be drafted very, very late, and I don't think it'll take a lot to trade for him if you do want to trade for him. So after four or five rounds, if you see that, that all Sean Johnson is there and there's one last hurrah there, you can easily jump on it. I don't think it will cost you a lot to do it. Who are the avoids? Well, look, I think there are a few here. Um, I think Mitch Barnett is definitely one that a lot of people are going to talk themselves into here. Um, going to a new squad, I think that he will actually be one of the first choice goal kickers here, really behind Sean Johnson. He's probably next up on the list. So there will be an option there potentially if he's on a goal kick. I just think that what he was doing in that Newcastle side, um, he's not going to be going through the middle. I think he will be definitely on the edge because they've got enough middles here that he's going to be used on the edge. If the ball gets there, depends if he plays on Martin or Johnson's side. You know, Sean Johnson, Trishy does love hitting his second row as hard, but I think that's more suited to Nia Corey playing on that side who can play a bit more crash ball than Binch Barnett who is a bit more finesse. So, look, it'll be interesting. I will probably stay away from him because I think there will be some people who are very highly rating him. In Classic, his price isn't too bad, but again, there's probably some other options in there that I would like. Another interesting option that I think a lot of people will be going for this year is Violia. Uh, obviously, it was a very, very cheap option last year. Came through, had a couple of good performances. Again, anyone in from who is not down in that back line, um, I just have concerns for. I think that there's a couple of guys like Pompey and Berry who are waiting in the wings. Um, I believe if the defense goes bad, I could see near Corey get switched in that center spot. So I just feel like there's anyone who who's not named Dallin in that back one. I don't really want to have a piece of it, only because I just don't think that the details, uh, the performance is going to be there for him. And lastly, if I had to put another avoid, I did rate him pretty high in the prop podcast. It was Adam Fanua Blake, who I believe I had at 10. Um, but again, only if the price is right. Only in draft, if it force you in a draft, I don't think you should go aggressively to go get him as your front or a forward one. Way to play the game. There's a lot of good forwards this year um, that you're not going to have to spend a premium pick on. I think, you know, your early guys will go very early. There are some guys in that, you know, 11 to 18 range that will do just the job as Adam Fanua Blake. We know his injury history. We know he, you know, can always cop a suspension. So, I am high on him, but definitely as a fallen gun, not as the standard for Noah Blake draft position. And that'll do it, guys. That's the 15th team, I believe, in the 2023 season, the New Zealand Warriors. I really do hope they do go really well. They are back at home, and I think they will have a good season. Let's just hope that they can stay healthy, these partnerships can gel, and they can move up the ladder from 15th. So I'll leave it there, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. We'll hear from you soon. Cheers.